Yesterday, the story hit the news that the earthly remains of Gene Roddenberry were headed to deep space. In other words, the creator of Star Trek is making his own trek to the stars. Now that the news was shared of this story on the 12th day of Christmas, on the cusp of our church's celebration of the Magi following the star and coming to the Christ child in Bethlehem, it struck me as no accident. It struck me that, well, that there would be a little bit of fun in lining up some of the newfound parallels between the two stories for both explore strange new worlds, both seek out new life and new civilization, and both boldly go where no one has gone before. How so? Three ways. First of all, the use of reason. I love this feast day each year because it reminds us what has always been the case in the church, that we use both faith and reason. That the church loves religion, yes, of course, but also science. For science must be used in order to analyze the stars. If you just look up like a poet, how beautiful they are. Nothing wrong with that. But to notice something that can be measured, can be analyzed, can be followed, that's using the scientific method, which of course was used on the Starship Enterprise. Second, because they faced troubles, not tribbles, but troubles. The Klingons and the Romulans had nothing to compare with Herod. The stories are atrocious of how possessive he was of power, a common theme in the enemies of the Starship Enterprise, seeking out power. But Herod would even kill off his own family members in order to make sure that he could maintain the throne. And as we know, the story goes on that when he heard the newborn king of the Jews he killed every newborn boy in the region of Bethlehem. How awful. It was new, though. It was uncharted territories, speaking strange new languages, perhaps not Latin being one of them for the Trekkies, but going where no one had gone before and realizing the benefit of going, even though there were troubles. So there was the use of the reason, the facing of the troubles, and then finally, they headed home. Matthew tells us that the Magi went home by a different way. Many have pondered what he was saying there was that their lives were changed. Yes, and that's worth reflecting on. Every time we gather before the manger, our lives should change. Meeting of Christ, whether it be at the manger, at the foot of the cross, or at the altar, if we don't leave there changed, then did we really actually go? They head home, though, is an important part as well. What we do here at every Mass is not just about checking a box, but it is also about taking what has happened here, how we have been changed, and returning to our places of employment to our friendships, our neighborhoods, and yes, our own home, to show that charity 
that we first saw perfectly manifest in the manger. Five years, those of you that are trekking is know, the original series it was not an ongoing mission. It was a five-year mission. And it's interesting, that's around the same time that the scholars say the Magi would have traveled, all going home different. Those are the similarities. There are also three differences I'd like to point out with you. First of all, unlike the Trekkies, the, the Magi, they bring gifts, those treasures, so perfect for, for the newborn king of the Jews. For gold is a gift for a king. Myrrh is a gift for one who was mortal. It was a burial spice. And frankincense, of course, is no stranger to us at St. Mary's. The incense is a reminder of our prayers rising only to God. For the child born there was king, man, and God. They bring gifts. I'm not a real Trekkie, so tell me if I'm wrong, but I don't remember Captain Kirk bringing gifts. Maybe he did at times, but generally it was what he could get, what he could, what he could give, what he could get from these other civilizations, insights and, and control and just charting of the new lands. What about us? Do we follow the example of the Magi or the Trekkies? Do we just come to get or do we also come to give with that generous, open spirit? Second difference, Gene Roddenberry tried to create a world with no religion. The whole world of Star Trek, there's no, there's no chapel on the Enterprise. Why, I have to wonder, why was his family interested in spending buku bucks to get his ashes where no one has gone before? I really have no idea. But it doesn't make sense for those of us who know that the other world is one that is only opened up by drawing back of the veil of faith, entering into heaven, which no rocket can get us to. As the human reason, there's a limit, right? Science can take us so far, and what a great gift it is to the world, but it can only go so far. There are certain questions that science and technology can never give us the answers to. It can tell us how things work and how to make things happen, but not why and not who gives meaning to them all. The Magi show us that difference. When they go and follow by science and reason. They follow the star, and they get to Jerusalem, and then they ask. They ask for the help of revelation. They ask the Jewish people, what do their inspired texts say? And the scholars of the scriptures say, the newborn king will be born in Bethlehem. Faith and reason must come together. We see that most perfectly in Epiphany. And then finally, and most importantly, the difference between Starship Enterprise and the Epiphany is the Enterprise, that giant dromedary of space, can't do what the camels could. The Starship Enterprise, maybe you know this, it can't land. You can picture it, I hope, right? 
the big disc and the neck and the body and then the two, I don't know, things at the back. There's no landing mechanism to get that thing to come down. I remember hearing years ago that that's why Gene Roddenberry came up with Beam Me Up, Scotty, because there was no way to get up and down otherwise. An important difference because in the faith life, not just on Epiphany, but for each of us, we can't just live in a cloud. We can't just live a, a transcendent reality, but our faith leads us to an encounter. Just as the Magi come to Bethlehem and encounter the newborn Christ child, so it is that we can encounter our Lord and one another. We enter in. We go to the people in need. We, we receive love and offer love. We exchange gifts. We go to parties like the one that is happening over at the rectory right after Mass, and we encounter the other and dwell with them. It's great to be able to go to the stars, right? It's great to ponder them and to reflect on them, to analyze them and to write poetry about them. But first and foremost, to go deep. Not to go as far or as fast as humanly possible, as much as to go as far down into that love, into the depths of the love of God who was born for us in a manger.